This is the Zach Ansbury Show. Welcome. Today's podcast clip comes from an interview with Simona Bronzi from RAA. Yeah, um, yeah it's very good. Yeah. So in, how, how big is your, like, how big is RAA in terms of employees, whether you know or not, I'm not sure. There's and then, over a thousand. Um, and it huge. keeps growing. We've outgrown yeah. our head office at Marlin. So it's good that yeah. people are um, sort of working from home and in the building because we honestly just ran out of space. Um, but, yeah, my team, so my actual team is just me and my manager. Yeah. Um, and then we've got a wider team. And honestly, uh, I'd have to count probably my wider team's probably about 20 people. There's a couple on maternity leave at any given time. It just seems to be a revolving door. <laughs> People going on leave and coming back. Um, and then we've sort of got like a, a wider um, membership marketing team as well, which are technically in a separate department, but we do a lot of work together and that's probably another 10 people. And then we've got um, like the graphic design team and the web team and everyone's sort of, they're, they're huge teams. Um, but yeah, I guess the, the actual marketing team is probably like 20 to 30 people. Okay. Um, and then we work quite closely with our agency as well. Yeah. So is your manager, what's their title? So she's the marketing manager um, and she works um, four days a week. Um, and yeah, I'm full time. And we've got, uh, I can't even remember how many products we have because we always get new ones in, but I think we're working on about seven at the moment. Wow. Yeah. And because and, so I grew up in, in South Australia and it sounds like you did as well before you moved to Queensland. Yeah. And, and to me, South Australia and RAA are like almost very synonymous because it yeah. is purely a South Australian thing, isn't it? Like there's a different yeah. version of that in Victoria. And I didn't even realise that until we had a presenter at the Institute who worked for them. And I, what is the Victorian version called? RACV. Yeah, that's it. They came and they gave a presentation about the campaign that they were working on over there. Yeah. And I'm like sitting there for five or 10 minutes being like, I don't get this. And then they're like, they, they must have seen everyone else in the room didn't get it as well. And they're like, we're basically the Victorian RAA. Boom, light bulb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so growing up here, I'm just thinking RAA and then roadside assistance. So my car, my flat battery, I can't tell you the amount of times RAA has changed my flat battery for me. Um, even things like, you know, flat tires or whatever. They've helped me out a bunch. It's, it's an, uh, I am quite a fan because I've, I've used them quite a lot. And my dad's been a member for like 30 or 40 years or something crazy like that. He's 77. So that makes it a little bit easier. Um, but over my lifetime, I've known, I've seen the absolute growth of it to, you know, there's physical stores where you sell actual products within them and a lot of them are like car related or travel related, but then you have insurance and it's not just insurance related to cars. It's insurance related to travel. It's insurance related to housing as well. Mm -hmm. um, you have, oh, I mean, what other stuff are you selling at the moment? Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's exploded. How, and I think that's the strength of the brand where you can translate that to another category and that people are like, this is a South Australian brand. I have mental associations with it and it makes sense that they're offering this as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you probably know yeah, slightly so, a little bit better um, than me. <laughs> so when I started at RAA, they were in 
the beginning phases of rebranding um, and they launched that rebrand in 2019. Um, and with that rebrand came a whole new strategy for RIA as well. And that strategy has been amazing to be part of. So all of our products and services fit into motor home or travel. Um, so motor is obviously very established. We've got road service and car insurance and driving lessons and vehicle inspections and all that jazz is probably things that I'm forgetting because I haven't worked on that portfolio. But um, everyone sort of knows that side of it. Travel is um, the the other one that they've got. And obviously that took a bit of a backseat with COVID. Um, but before COVID hit, that was absolutely booming. Um, and they're still doing really well with like South Australian travel. Um, they've never been busier for that, so that's really good. Um, and then home is sort of the space that people are not as familiar with and a lot of the products that I work on sort of fall into that home category. Um, so a few of them um, at the moment, we've got um, Trade Assist, which is basically connecting you with a tradie um, that we've sort of vetted and made sure that they're trustworthy. Um, so we've got a platform that we can, yeah, set you up with a tradie. Wow, I did I had no idea that worked. Wow, yeah, okay, that's cool. Um, so if you need a tradie. <laughs> we always need tradies. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I need yep. a plumber um, soon, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know where to find them. Um, and our huge one at the moment is solar and battery storage for houses. Okay. So um, we launched that a year ago and it's just really taken off. So that's, um, that's probably the biggest thing that I'm working on at the moment. Um, what else do we have? I've honestly got to think about it. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's um, like so tes Tesla batteries or a different version of a home storage uh, we battery? We don't sell Tesla, but there are other ones. Um, I couldn't name all of the products off by heart because there are quite a few of them. Um, but yeah, it basically stores the energy from your solar panels so you can use it later on. Yeah. I've noticed that. Which is really cool. There's a, I mean, because it's becoming more economical to put solar panels on your house um i know someone recently who's just installed a and this is quite a large system it's a 16.9 kilowatt system mm -hmm. and so their electricity bill was 1200 to 1300 dollars a quarter which i thought was i mean they're a family um mine's nowhere near that and aside it just blew my mind that they spent that much money on electricity yeah but this solar system will pay off itself in they're spending about 10 grand on it in about what two and a half years it's going to pay for itself and it's got a yeah. 25 year warranty so it just goes yeah. to show like my dad first put a solar system on his house like 15 years ago and it was going to take nine years to pay itself off and now it's down to about two and a half years uh, so the technology is yeah. getting better the price is coming down and I think mm -hmm. that's the way in which renewable energies will eventually become a, more prevalent, which we're seeing at the moment is, um, is, is, is via that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, sure. Uh, so so you, you're a part of the solar panel as well, or just the batteries? Yeah. Yeah. Panels and batteries. Okay. Panels yeah. and batteries. So that's part of the home. Yeah. So there's a the sort of um, couple of products that we're working on in the home space at the moment. And then, um, there's a lot of focus around future mobility. So what does the next 10 years look like um, in terms of car ownership and how we move around the city? Um, you know, I think it's been really interesting seeing the impact that COVID's had on, um, like, sharing transport options. Like, a lot of people aren't catching public transport because they're worried about being around people or, you know, the e-scooters. Like uh, they're picking up popularity now, but for a bit there, people were worried about 
like gems and things like that. So I think before COVID happened, we were um, sort of ramping up to explore these future mobility scenarios and then sort of paused for a little bit, but now we're sort of um, opening back up. So yeah, we're partnered with Beam e-scooters. We did like a fringe partnership with them um, and just doing a lot of like safety education around e-scooters. Um, we have got a car sharing platform, which you can just go pick up a car and use it for an hour or a day um, and then drop it back. So that's really cool. You need to like go get a, a use or something to move some furniture or just need it for a day trip. Um, we've got car subscription, which is a bit more long-term. So you can have a car for a few months and it includes everything. So you don't have to like worry about your regel and your um, insurance and all the maintenance and stuff, it's all included. Um, so it's just about testing these products to see whether they fit our members' needs and sort of trying to predict their future needs because if we end up being more densely populated, you know, you can't get parks in the city as it is. Mm. How does that look? Are people going to own cars? Like we don't know that, but it's about exploring what the future might look like. Yeah, is, is the future of um, some of the living... Uh, like a, almost like a Bowdoin suburb where it's mostly high-rise apartments with cafes and everything and street-level parking is far in between um, where it's mm-hmm. not like your traditional older suburb like a St. Peter's where the streets are, you know, 30 metres wide <laughs> and there's yeah. just a lot of land. There's a lot of lot of land there. Um, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what actually happens. I think short-term we're seeing people moving away from apartments um, yeah. and away from capital cities towards regional areas and... I suppose for RAA, that's like, um, how does that affect our insurance in terms of the number of kilometres people are driving, likeliness of getting into accidents and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I have noticed a lot of buses driving around with no one in them. Um, Yeah. And apparently the used car rental, uh, the used car market's just insane at the moment. And even Yeah, I don't think they can get new cars in from overseas. I think the dealerships are really struggling to get any cars. Yeah. So the RAA um, approved mechanics, they would be having a field day with, um, you know, yeah. getting the secondhand cars up to scratch, especially the older ones. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. So how does the uh, using a car for an hour work? Because I don't have a U. I have a little um, Volkswagen Polo. And yeah. if I ever need to move furniture, I have to ring up someone who has one. And then yeah. my brother-in-law who had one has now sold it. So the next time I need to move, how am I going to do this? Yeah, so um, it's so the brand that we partner with is FlexiCar um, and you just open up, you download the app, open it, and it shows you where the car's located and you can do it all through your app. How, how do I spell this? FlexiCar. So it's FlexiCar. L-E-X-I-C-A-R. FlexiCar. And you can choose the yeah. type of vehicle to be like, all right, there's a U and yeah. it's 3.2 Ks away from you. And, yeah. And how do I get into it? Um, you unlock it with the app. Really? Yep. <laughs> okay. I sound like an old man right now, don't I? It's like, mate, it's all on your phone. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yep. No, okay. it's, it's very cool. Um, yeah. I think the only other thing like it in the market in South Australia was GoGet and they've recently ex- exited the market. So okay. This is sort of the replacement for that, if you've heard of that. Yeah, I think one of one of the guys that I work with, um, when he was living in the city and he didn't need a car, he now lives in Grange. So um, 
a car's a mast for him. Um, he was using that service quite a bit. Yeah. Um, and that was really ahead of the time that we thought about shared transport in that sense. That's yeah. for sure. Um, so you. Hey guys, it's Zach Ainsbury here with just a couple of quick reminders. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, then make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. There are plenty more interviews to come with some of the world's leading marketing academics and practitioners. You do not want to miss these. In the meantime, if you're looking for another way to connect, then follow me on Twitter at Zach Ainsbury. That is Z-A-C-A-N-E-S-B-U-R-Y for my take on the marketing issues of the day.